0: Okay, so I'm Adam and this is Tony. We are social workers and we're talking about some tough topics. We're talking about social justice. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about all those kind of things that affect people of color and
1: marginalized groups. Word. Yo, uh, yo I'm Tony and um, I am... Only Yesterday. Welcome to Only Yesterday. Welcome.
0: It's not OnlyFans for those people who've typed in the wrong thing.
1: But again, we could make an OnlyFans where we record ourselves eating cheese and you guys can pay for it. Yeah. If you'd like. And if not, then that's, yeah, fine. I that's mean, fine. Tony's got kids, so he needs some some easy money, you know? Some easy money. Yo, okay. So today's topic is one that is going to be very sensitive. Um distressing terms and subjects are going to be discussed. Um <clears throat> It is racism in Utah. Now, I want to say up top, first and foremost, that not all Mormons are racist. Not all Mormons in Utah no, are racist. No, many, many of them of are them, not. Many of them that we are around, our family with, and work with are very accepting and empathetic to the intersection of the colored person in America, and we appreciate them immensely. However, some people are not, and this episode we're going to be discussing those with the opinions of people who are not in favor of acceptance and empathy.
0: Yeah. So if you're religious, my Mormon family, t- turn it off right now. You're not going to like the shit I'm going to say. If you still want to respect me, um, love y'all. But love let's get fellow. started, man. All right. Um, let's talk about kind of our backgrounds with Mormon. Why are we talking about Mormonism? Like, of all things, you know, social workers, where are we
1: at right now? Well, I mean, <clears throat> we're currently recording in utah we are in utah did you grow up here i was born in another state and uh, ended up coming here when i was about like five or something so yeah definitely been around it for most of my life but you're not mormon but i am not mormon okay Um, and again i don't have anything against mormons innately if you believe in the mormon doctrine that's completely fine i have no issue with that it is your right to believe that and it's cool. No worries. We out here. Yeah.
0: I can't say I think that, but... <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, for listeners, I was born and raised in Utah, as they say and Just kidding. They don't say it like that. They just say Utah. Um Word. My family is still Mormon um, and very active. Um, I have... You know, I, I was raised in the culture. I went to church I was like 25. No, 23, I'd say. Right, right. And... This kind of stuff we're talking about today is the kind of stuff they don't teach in Sunday school.
1: Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that people are trying to get erased from books because
0: erased because Motherfuckers.
1: It is, it's too raw.
0: Dude, it, it it I'm a mental health worker and it took me some dark places like
1: yeah. I almost broke my sobriety. Oh, yo. So this is some very sensitive stuff. So if you or someone you know are struggling with any of these issues related to anything that we're going to be talking about on this episode, please get help. Please support one another. Reach out, yo. Reach out, because this this world is wild. Yeah. But if
0: you are an ex-Mormon or somebody interested in learning about it, get your popcorn out. This is going to be a good deep dive. <laughs> like. Right. I don't know how to say it. Okay? Well, me, so Yeah, so first
1: we're just going to be talking about, you know, the religious influences, right? Like, yeah. Like, the racist religious influences as they commingle.
0: Yes. So I am brown, and I grew up going to church basically every week, unless I was sick or whatever. And I heard this stuff every single week, and I never really thought about it until I was 23. Mm. So. Yeah,
1: I— yeah. I again, I'm black, but I didn't grow up. He's black going to the Mormon church. Sorry, that, but, that was offensive. <laughs> um, didn't grow up in the Mormon church, however, you know, I've I've been to it a few times, like a few different services. Yeah, My friends are like, Hey, we come to church. And I'm like, You know, growing up, we were like Christian Baptists, so we yeah. went to that church on Sunday. So I was like, Okay, you know, just going to church, and no, no big deal. And it was just it was a little different, but you know, it was church. Yeah.
0: So, um, we're gonna talk about the Book of Mormon and like where that started. Do you, what do you
1: know about that? Like, Um, nothing. I know that Joseph Smith is in there. I know that
0: we're going to talk my
1: old Joe. I I, I didn't study it again. So, I mean, please, what do you know about it? I'm sure you know more.
0: I have read it like, I don't know, almost 10 times throughout my youth. Um, again, I was, this was my life for a long time. Um, so Book of Mormon, where it started. So for those of you don't know, don't know what the Book of Mormon is, it is a You know, the Mormon scripture, it's kind of like the Bible. There's a lot of Christian teachings in there. There's a lot of, like, um, you know, a lot of good things that Mormon people use to get comfort. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a record. So we're going to talk in alleged terms. So it's an alleged record of a people who came over from Jerusalem. Yes, Israel, like, I don't know, 2,000 years ago, more than 2,000 years ago. They allegedly came over in boats to America and landed here, and they settled here. And in the Book of Mormon, you know, there are—they split off into two people, okay? Okay. So in the Book of Mormon, they had the Nephites and the Lamanites, and the Nephites were supposedly white and delightsome. Those are the exact words. So they're white people. Okay. Right? Right. The Lamanites were the brown people. Mm-hmm. And they split off because they rejected God and Jesus Christ and all that stuff before it even existed. Um they rejected those things and because they rejected them, God turned their skin dark. Right. In the Book of Mormon he uses blackness. Um so I got some if y- if y'all want, I got some quotes.
1: What's what we what we got here? Like I Yeah. So, like, so you know, I heard like the dark skin, you know, the the curse of ham or that type thing. This is a little
0: different. A little different. So, first of all, in the Book of Mormon, they use skins of blackness, but it's kind of evidence of his language deficit because Native Americans are not black, but that's just how they...
1: Did, did you say language or language
0: deficit? Language deficit. Okay, great. Okay. I'm going to be reading this kind on
1: Appalachian. Is it necessary? Okay, fine. I won't do it then. I'm, I'm just asking you if I mean, will it help? You know, set the scene. It will. Or oh, okay. Because I, I don't so know. the
0: Book of Mormon was written in Appalachian English. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, they they analyzed it. It's you know the the speaking patterns Appalachian. That's how they
1: think that Joseph Smith talked. Okay. Okay. Oh well, here we go. Freaking Appalachian quotes from Adam.
0: Okay. So this is kind of some quotes on the. People. They became a dark and loathsome and a filthy people, full of idleness and all manner of abominations. I beheld that they were white and exceedingly fair and beautiful, like unto my people before they were slain. So it's talking about like how the, the Nephites resembled Europeans.
1: Right. And the Lamanites were not.
0: Not. They were dark and loathsome is what they said. Ooh. Unfortunate. And, so this is kind of what the origins of what I was talking about. Okay. So this is second E five five Um and he had caused the curse and to come upon them, yea, even a sore curse, and because of their iniquity, for behold, they had hardened their hearts against him; that they had become, what, but they had become like unto a flint. Wherefore they were white and exceedingly fair and delightsome, that they might not become enticing unto my people, the Lord God, to cause a skin of blackness to come upon them.
1: Hmm. So if they were not enticing, then they would have the skin of flint.
0: So, yes, okay. so he's saying that he turned them black so they wouldn't become desirous to like mate and, and co-mingle. Hmm. Interesting. You, your I face mean, says otherwise. What? What's? You, you, what's
1: your feelings I mean, there? I so just that very quote, right? Like, if that were true, then I would not have had like a Mormon girlfriend in high school. Like,
0: did you have a Mormon girlfriend in high school?
1: Yes. Okay. At some point. But it's like, I, I, again, I can understand that perhaps this was like the, um, the supremacy of wanting to have your, you know, ideal structure baked in to your doctrine. But again, like as we, as we grow, as we advance, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna start to ask questions and be like, so Why? Like for what, bro? Yeah. Like what? Okay, but anyways. anyways. So, we're,
0: so those are kind of like setting the premise for it. Um, basically, um, the Book of Mormon is. So some some people think it's like a, a doc, like a holy scripture from God that an angel visited Joseph and gave oh, him the, the plates, the golden plates. Oh. You've been watching your South Park.
1: No. So <laughs> I've been listening
0: to the last podcast on the left. Okay, that, that too. Um, they get it pretty accurate. So like Joseph believed that, you know, he was called of God and that he was given these plates and he was um, basically chosen by God to bring forth this message from these people, right. uh, the Nephites. And so on the flip side, you know, kind of the skeptical side, there were a lot of people around that time who saw the Cahokia Mounds in upstate New York. And thought, like, who built those, you know? Nobody—there were wonders of architecture. And so they thought that, like, oh, these brown, savage people, they couldn't build mounds like this. They couldn't build this architecture. There must have been white people here at some point.
1: Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the thought at the time was brown people's thinking was not sophisticated enough to have built something. Yes, Fantastic.
0: So that's kind of the environment he grew up in, and the environment he grew up in was kind of like a second Protestant Reformation. Where, and by people, the way, that was
1: a, that was a sarcastic, fantastic. That's fucking ridiculous, by the way. Like, I, I, mean, I think they understood. Okay, I they understood. great. I just
0: wanted to clear the air. So, <laughs> the environment he grew up in was hyper religious. Like it was called the the burned out dist- or burnt over district right. because there were so many people saying that they had seen God, that they had had angels visit them, that they had had holy visions and stuff And they were starting their own movements mm-hmm. And Joseph's family They started out kind of With a chip on their shoulder um, His dad kind of Made a mistake and gambled away Their their money that they had um, he's, He invested He got ripped off because he invested in ginseng Right, right um, To sell to China mm-hmm. And so his business partner Took all the money and left them fucked over Dang and they invested in a farm in Vermont that was basically a rock farm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Rock farm meaning shitty land that nobody could do anything with.
1: Nobody could do yeah. anything. With.
0: So they were they were they were suffering, and um, so they move to New York, to upstate New York, not New York. You know, sorry, that's a bad accent. <laughs> no. I'm not warmed up. I'm not warmed up. My mouth. I need to warm up. I promise. I can do a good New York accent. I promise. All right, word. Okay. Says he can do a good um, New York. Yes. So, um, th- so they moved them to upstate New York and farming. And I had this experience this other day. So I was, I was moving rock, not rock. Sorry. I was chopping up wood and <laughs> no moving- chopping up wood on the rock and then moving the wood. Yes. I, my grandpa, my grandpa's a farmer. Oh. And so he has kind of, a, he still has some acres. Um, okay. so I was, I was moving this, this lumber for him. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, this sucks dick. I'm glad I have a college degree. I'd <laughs> rather do anything else besides this every day. Cause of what my grandpa did. That's yep. what Joseph Smith thought. And that's why he kind of started thinking, okay, how can I do something besides this? This sucks dick.
1: Right. You know, this is not the way I want to be spending my day. Yeah. Right.
0: And so he started out by, um, telling, using folk, folk magic, you know, um, kind of telling people, oh, I know where this hidden treasure is, the Spanish silver um, mm-hmm. on your farm. I could find it for you if you want, you know? Right. And so he'd get like a team of people to dig, he'd have all these people and he would sit there and kind of quote unquote meditate and say, I know where it is. I know where it is, right. you know? And those people would pay him to be there and he would um, say, oh, well, I we lost the treasure because we did something wrong in our, our rituals or whatever, you know? wait, 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 wait.
1: So someone paid Joseph Smith to do rituals, and then when Joseph Smith says, "Oh, something went wrong," they continued paying him. Like those people
0: online that like they're quote unquote a Nigerian prince that wants to return to Nigeria. Right, right. That's kind of similar, like a scam.
1: All you gotta do is just send me five thousand dollars, bro. Exactly. Like, it's I'm like a pay,
0: pay me ten bucks and I'll I'll find this Spanish treasure for you. Oh wait, we lost it because we did the initiation wrong or you must not be ready to find it. So he, he kind of did that during his childhood, like He's as a teenager, a flim, flam, cotton man. Yes. Cotman. And he was sued multiple times for this kind of stuff, you know? Um, so he started out that way. And then, I don't know, one day he, he came up with the idea for the book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he claimed that he had golden plates and he claimed that he, uh, could interpret them. And so he had, he used kind of some stuff from his background, like he used these things called seer stones. Right, right. Which are, they were rocks that he said that he could look into a hat and translate the Book of Mormon, right? Mm-hmm. So right, that, that that's kind of like, I don't want to get too far into this. It's not a Mormon podcast. It's not a Mormon history podcast. If you want to go find that stuff, go look it up, you know? But that's kind of like the baseline of what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, word. Okay.
1: Yeah, having that... That insight, you know, is just being able to see the seeing stones. And that's where you get the, um, what is it called, the, uh, the revelation? Yes. Okay. And so. But all right. Yeah. But again, this isn't the, the yeah. Mormon history. Okay.
0: Yeah. This is not Mormon history. But uh, the, the point of me telling this is that he is kind of using another person's culture to profit off of it. Right. Native Americans. So in the book, he uses a lot of names that he kind of made up. Right. Like Tiancom. There's a person named Tiancom in there. Okay. I can believe that. There's the Hill Kamora, is where he supposedly found the plates. Mm. There's Nephi, Mohanrai Mohanri like, hmm. Um, Isn't there like a
1: bunch of names from the Bible in there as well?
0: There's some names from the Bible like Jacob and Joseph and stuff. Right. And there's some that he just said, "I this sounds the Native American. So I'm just going to write that in there. Yo. Yeah. That's problematic. Yeah. One of the most problematic things is his view of the colonization of America. So he had very much like the manifest destiny kind of God sent to the Europeans here. Mm-hmm. And he thought that Columbus was kind of a righteous man led by God to come and bring forth the, the, um, the, the gospel here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that was... That was a thought for a lot of people at the time, right? Like, yes. Just s- spreading the, the crusades, get the, the name of Jesus Christ out there so then people can come to understand him and love him and know him. Yes. Especially you guys who are of different skin tone and don't know him yet. We might just kill you guys, but we'll get to that later.
0: Yes, we will. Um, So this is why we bring up anachronisms and kind of the historic, when it's viewed from a historical like from historians that things don't match up. Like right. obviously we know now with hindsight that Columbus was a piece of shit that tortured people and killed a lot of people. People, It was not a righteous man. Pretty rough. Did a lot there. of raping and pillaging. Um, But these yeah. people at the time, they didn't. So I'm saying that they thought that they had a revelation. So yeah. this is what God was telling them because they didn't know about that kind of stuff. So it's kind of pointing out like, are they really, is this really the word of God, or is this just man's like interpretation of it? You know,
1: and that's always a good question to ask. Um, you know, is it really the word of God, or is it man's interpretation? But again, like the, never mind. I, no, go ahead. I mean, this isn't particularly the. I suppose this is the episode for it. Like when we talk about God, when we think about God, right? Like when we say, "Was it truly?" His will, because usually when we think about God, it's usually in the form of a man, because that's how it's been portrayed for ages. We we want easy ideas that comfort us. Right. And so when we say, "Is this must have been his will, because someone wrote in a book that it was his will, like, and, and justifiably, people believe that. And then there are some people who say, well, man wrote the book, so... How accurate is man's interpretation of God's word? Or did this particular person even get the word? And are they just spreading some random bullshit?
0: I'm going to put on my skeptics hat and say that people see that, you know, the word of God, you can use that to manipulate people. You can use that kind of to get what you want. And so, for example, people thought that God's word said they could have slaves. That was a justification for slavery.
1: Yeah. And that uh, that was problematic too. God. Yeah. Bruh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so um so Mormons believe that this people, uh the Nephites and Lamanites, they had many battles with weapons that they couldn't have possibly have had because like chariot like Roman chariots and like steel and okay. All these kind of things that that weren't around, like horses, you know, there were no horses in North America. Hmm. Um the, the, Interesting fact. Yes. So they um, they basically thought that like you know they that this the Lamanites destroyed the Nephites the white people and that's why there's no white people when they got there because the Nephites rebelled against the word of God and so
1: God destroyed them. Wow. Um, how opportunistic a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Very very convenient. You know. Very
0: convenient. Um, so they think that they think that you know the the white people were destroyed, and that the the brown people would have the word of God brought to them by the Europeans by the Mormons. They thought that God set up America and set up like uh, religious liberty and all that kind of stuff, so that Mormonism could grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they thought that this is interesting. They and in kind of some branch off beliefs and folklore. They think that the Polynesians are descendants of these white people that they sailed into the sea
1: and got lost and never came back and turned into the Polynesians. How convenient for the Polynesians to have been saved and just been lost on another island.
0: There's a ton of Polynesian Mormons. Like it's a huge... The the Prince of Tonga is Mormon. I believe it. Yeah. This this is going to be interesting because we're both interested in Japanese stuff. Japanese members, some, some of them, asterisk mark, think that... They are descendants of the Nephites, the white people that sailed into the sea and were never seen again.
1: I can also believe that too.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. They believe they've justified. They think that Jesus visited them. Hmm. These Mormon These Mormon Japanese people, like in Japan, um, because they see kind of some Shinto myths and stuff, and they relate that to kind of um, Jesus visiting them and giving them some type of word or something, and. Um, Mormons a lot of them think you know Quetzalcoatl? No. He is an Aztec god who was like a oh, serpent. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. They think that that was Jesus Christ. Hmm. Because in the Book of Mormon at kind of the zenith of the Book of Mormon, why Jesus after he's resurrected comes down and visits these Nephites and Lamanites and gives them the New Testament. So there's a whole swath of the Book of Mormon that's just basically copy-paste from the new testament like word for word so interesting enough they believe that um he visited them they believe that um the whole land was fucked up like destroyed Ooh. like like WWE style motherfucker like you know just like they believe that the mountains came out of up the sea they believe that magma destroyed all these fucking things and then oh, okay. there's darkness and, and then darkness. Jesus visited hmm So once we started getting smarter as human beings and we learned, like, how to study rocks and how to study land, like, nobody could find any evidence for any of this shit. Like, none.
1: Hmm. You know? How convenient.
0: Yeah. There's a guy who, I can't remember his name, but he studied his whole life of Central America and Mexico, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, He studied this stuff. And then this guy interviewed him about this is like that is bullshit. <laughs> Yo, it's so, straight up bullshit. And he's not Mormon, he doesn't have anything against Mormons. It's just hit like how like they had a, this sophisticated civilization supposedly because they were white, you know, and blessed by God that had things that didn't exist in the Americas, like steel, like horses, right, like right. like swords,
1: you know. swords swords. Okay.
0: And so it's it's kind of that it's Do you think that's racist? Like, this advanced civilization um, is destroyed by the brown people, but they had so much architecture, they had so much, like, um, they had so much stuff, but then God destroyed them and turned the survivors brown. Do you think that's racist?
1: I can see how those connotations and implications are racist, especially when we consider, you know, the other people with different colored skin are inferior in thought like they're unable and incapable of having such type of thoughts i think that superiority supremacy type thought is racist yes i think it's hella racist yeah definitely
0: and so we're gonna move on to oh i hate this guy brigham young Mm. you heard of this guy
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you can't not hear... I mean, if you're in Utah, you've heard of Brigham Young University. Therefore, you've heard of Brigham Young.
0: Yeah, so we're going to give a little background on him. Um, So Brigham Young was the second uh, leader of the church after Joseph Smith was murdered by um, an angry mob for many reasons that are not on this podcast. Um, Right. So Brigham Young, he was the guy that led the members of the church to... um, the Salt Lake Valley. So he Hmm. was like the pioneers, you know, he was the guy. Um, he is responsible for the priesthood ban. The priesthood is, what does the priesthood ban? Well, gotta talk about what the priesthood is for these listeners. Who've never heard of all this stuff. It's a complicated stuff, you know, word. Okay. Priesthood. The priesthood is the power of God, you know, the kind of full fledged membership given to only males. You know, worthy males, quote-unquote worthy, right?
1: Had to be worthy. Had to be worthy. So
0: okay. modern day, you have to pass all this stuff. You can't masturbate. You, can't, <laughs> you right. have to do all this church service, you know?
1: Like you what is, like you can't drink
0: coffee. Can't drink coffee. Uh,
1: no smoking. And then you can um, kind you of— have to go on a mission, right? Yeah,
0: you don't have to, but sure. it's highly encouraged. Hmm. So okay. yeah, you have to. Um, so the priesthood, it's kind of like the ability to act in God's, like— Stead in his place, you know, Right. it's the ability to, you know, give like a, put your hands on somebody's head, give them a blessing, you know, for comfort or whatever, or to tell them God's word mm-hmm. at the leadership positions, to go to the temple, you know, you have to have the priesthood and
1: but just to go to the temple or so I am unable to walk into the temple right now. You can't
0: just walk in there. You know, if you come in with like a Slurpee and something, Hey, I want to, want a tour they're going to be like, get the fuck out of here. We're calling the cops kind of thing.
1: What? So wait, wait, if just real I'm just curious. Yeah, um, go ahead. If it's a temple and the temple is supposed to be, you know, worship, we're supposed to be, you know, appreciating and loving the word of God in this space. Why is it then I cannot go into that temple to worship and appreciate God in that space? So you have to meet the requirements. You have to meet the requirements to walk into a temple.
0: Yes. So, like, you can sit in the lobby, you know, like, but you can't go through it. You hmm. can't. Because um, you have to meet with your religious leaders. You have to pass interviews. You have to not masturbate. Or like a pornography, law of chastity. Um, you have to uphold kind of some of those moral things. It's kind hmm. of, um, they vet you, you know, and then they give you a piece of paper that says you can go in there. But until you get that piece of paper, you ain't going in. Hmm. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? You seem very troubled or
1: no i'm just i'm curious curious. go ahead ask away man this is the right place to ask away just ask away i just i just have a curious mind and so i mean let's say someone uh, for the sake of example they they say hey i want to go in here and like learn can i i want to learn about the freaking architecture of the building right like is that possible or does it have to be like associated with a class that you're taking at the university like or can you go in there and be like oh hey i really like the freaking decorations in here like how long to take who's the guy that does that type of stuff so
0: they have open houses before they bless the temple mm-hmm. you know for use where you can take a tour of the inside but after that nope
1: once it's been blessed yeah Do okay we're again we're getting into the weeds here,
0: you know. Okay. <laughs> it's it's so um but yeah, there is there's there's Mormon podcasts for this. Go listen to those, you know. Look it up on YouTube. There's plenty of stuff. Um the priesthood ban. So, Joseph Smith was kind of lukewarm about black people mm-hmm. because again, this was like the mid 1800s. This is right before the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't like necessarily talk about them very much. You know, he was focused on other stuff. He has quotes Kind of saying, like, I don't think the North or South should say that people should hold slaves or not. You know, kind of, like, leave it up to them kind of feeling. Right, right. Brigham Young did not. Yep. He came in there, and anybody—so they had black people that had the priesthood at the time. He came in there, whisked it away. Hmm. He banned them. Really?
1: Yeah. Do you want to hear his words? Uh, I'm sure they're probably racist. They are, but it just gives context, so. I mean, well, here's a trigger warning.
0: Trigger warning, um, we're going to use some kind of anaster, anach- uh, anachronistic speech. We're going to use some kind of racial charge speech.
1: This is this is definitely something you don't want to say around your colored friend. Please do not. like. Yeah. <laughs> please do not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to okay. read some of like,
0: I'm going to read Joseph Smith's words about slavery. I'm going to read Brigham Young's. Okay. So the first mention we have of slavery is found in the Holy Bible, pronounced by a man who was perfect in his generation and walked with God. So he's saying, just do what the Bible says. Right. Right. Okay. And the Bible talks about owning slaves and so rules we, for that. So.
1: so when that was written, what's it talking about, like the Old Testament or New Testament? Old Testament. Okay, so it's specifically the Old Testament. Yeah. Great. Okay. Can I can I do my Appalachian accent, or is that just offensive to people? I mean, I just want to hear what the freaking
0: quote okay, is. Bro. Fine, 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 <laughs> fine, fine, fine. We're having a fight on air. Um, mommy, mommy, and daddy are okay. We're we're gonna be fine. We love y'all. I just want to hear the quote. <laughs> like, you can, I don't care if you do an accent or not. Okay. So, in as much as we believe this, is Brigham Young. Okay. In as much as we believe in the Bible, in as much as we believe in the ordinances of God, in the priesthood in order of the. Clea- Order and decrees of God. We must believe in slavery. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Some other quotes by Brigham Young. Let's pull those up, huh?
1: Okay, so he's believing that in the same way that we must believe in the Bible, in the same way that we must hold this conviction, we must also harbor the same feeling and thoughts towards slavery. Now, my question would be, can we flip and reverse it? Like, what, what if Brigham Young was like, hey, I want— a hundred white slaves, like, would they have been okay with it, or would it be like, uh, no, there's plenty of black people over here. Like, uh, but of course, I, don't I mean, think that would have happened. I don't think that would have happened. I mean, if if we're believing in it as hard as we're believing in it, bro. I mean, I guess so. Um Let me find those. But um, yeah, even then, it wouldn't be good either, right? Because yeah, slavery is wrong in in my opinion. I mean. Good, that's a good opinion to have as a social worker.
0: I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, bro. I, I, mean, I happen to agree with you. It's the least I can do. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not finding anything from him in my notes, so we're just going to have to go with that one quote. Word. You guys are lucky that you don't have to hear this stuff because this is, yeah, it's, it's infuriating. So basically what Brigham Young taught, so we're going to get into some Mormon stuff, so the preexistence is, an idea of heaven that we existed as spirits before here. Um, like sperm? Precum.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: We I were mean, God's pre And I came down to earth and became the I mean, if, seed.
1: If we as human beings existed as sperm, then this particular, this tiny little part of Mormonism, I can understand. Yeah. Sure. So we were pre
0: you know. The pre-existence. Um, the pre-existence. And there was a the belief that Lucifer led like a third of the spirits that were created there away and they became like the demons or the ghosts or whatever that we have now, hmm. you know, that idea to haunt the earth and they couldn't receive bodies. Right. It was kind of a debate for him, you know, like they had a de- big debate and Lucifer led away some people and others sided with
1: God and Jesus and came down here and received bodies. Right. So the people that are here on earth and don't subscribe to the same notion, are they Lucifer's descendants or did they never get bodies? Say it again. The <laughs> ones who Lucifer was influencing the one third, right? Did yeah. they get bodies and are on earth causing the Luciferian havoc or did they just not get bodies? No bodies. No bodies. No. Okay. Okay. So
0: they believe that. Basically, the people that were the most valiant—this is Brigham Young's teachings. This is the teachings up until, like, 2000. It's kind of bad. Um, They believe that those people that were less, like, on God's side, that were kind of lukewarm— Right, right. —were the brown people. Like, black Hmm. people, specifically.
1: And I wonder why someone would think that. Hmm. I don't know. can't put my finger on it.
0: I'm trying to find— we're gonna to have to edit a lot of this shit out because, okay, here's the quote. This is a leader speaking in 1962. Okay, the reason that spirits are born into Negro bodies is that those spirits rejected the priesthood of God in the preexistence. This is the reason why you have Negroes upon the earth.
1: Wow, um, I disagree. I mean, my I hope ma- so. I mean, my mom believes in God. She is a wonderful woman. And uh, so that guy's wrong. Yeah, and I'm brown, and
0: I'm not a bad person. I right. I, I, try, I try my best. You know, um, obviously, they it, don't teach this anymore in the Sunday school because they started losing a lot of people over it.
1: Ooh, or or maybe it was because someone had a revelation, and that's why they said, "Oh, hey, you know, maybe we we we've seen the error." We'll get there. Okay, okay. I'm just
0: curious. We've got to lay the base because if we just start talking, it's gonna be like one of those Scientology things. Like it's gonna sound like mishmash of words and people are gonna turn off the podcast. So if they haven't already. (laughs) If they haven't already. Yeah. So okay, this is bear with me here, man. This is Mark E. Peterson speaking in nineteen fifty four. He's talking about the beliefs of the black people at that time. Real
1: quick. Is Mark E. Peterson a Caucasian male? Or was he Caucasian male? Yes. Yep. Okay. Very. I can only imagine what he is about to say. In 1954, you said? Yes. Is probably racist. This
0: motherfucker kind of looks like Mr. Rogers, but Mr. Rogers can do no wrong.
1: Okay? Mr. Rogers has a soul. Yes.
0: Fair warning, there's going to be kind of some racially charged language, racial slurs. Another trigger warning. Yes. If there's one drop of Negro blood in my children, as I have read to you, they receive the curse. There are 50 million Negroes in the United States. If they were to achieve complete absorption with the white race, think what that would do. With 50 million Negroes intermarried with us, where would the priesthood be?
1: And so that sounds like more of this whole um, replacement theory stuff, like saying, oh, well, we have a bunch of colored people who are actively trying to, you know, do away with the white race. So we must not only be afraid of them. We must actively seek to do away with interracial relationships because for some reason, someone believes that it is the the, the fucking overall mission of the people of color to like do away with white people. And that's never yeah. been true. Never.
0: Yeah. If anything,
1: it's the opposite you know, trying yeah. to eradicate people of color. I mean, right, because in this in this context even, right? Because we're saying, hey, you know, don't do that. Continue to spread white people, right? And, and I'd imagine at these times it was still, you know, very okay to be racist, to be lynching people. We didn't have anti-lynching legislation until last
0: week almost. <laughs> <laughs> no, See, literally last week. Yeah, like not um, long ago at all. So basically, you know, you've got his teachings that black people are less than. You've mm. got the teachings, you know, that Native—I'm going to closer—that Native, okay, closer. yeah, 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 Native yeah. Americans are a fallen people that came over and lost the word of God, and they're cursed with dark skin, right?
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So because Mormonism, you know, it was kind of not looked upon very well by people, they got chased out of a lot of places. They came to Utah to kind of escape and build their own their own theocracy. Right, their own community. But guess what? What there were already
1: people living here. <gasps> surprise, 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 right? Motherfuckers. Like Oh my goodness. There were a lot what? of people living here. So who was living here before?
0: Well, it was the Native Americans, right? Oh my goodness. You had five main tribes living here. Mm. Um the Utes. The Utes, the Ghost, Chutes, the Shoshone, the Paiutes, and the Diné, or the Navajo. In mm. various places in Utah. Right, right. The first tribes that they interacted with were like the Ute tribes. Um And at first, they were friendly with them because they had to be, like, they came to the Salt Lake Valley, right? Right, right. And the Salt Lake Valley was a buffer zone between different tribes. It was kind of like a neutral, the DMZ, a demilitarized zone almost. Mm -hmm. And so that's where they settled. And as they started spreading to, like, south of here, they met the Ute tribes that were living there around Utah Lake. And they wiped those motherfuckers out, like, just off of the face of the earth kind of thing.
1: Wow! Like
0: they, they they were cruel. Like they destroyed them. That's rough. And bro. the ones that were left, they kind of relegated them to the reservations. Eventually, but the first thing they did was they just took all their land. They destroyed it.
1: And That's more of this manifest destiny thought. That manifest the destiny time, you know, were coming, motivated, westward.
0: but they thought that they were on a mission from God. You know, right? And that's, to to either destroy the Lamanites or to teach them. Right. They thought they were the Lamanites. That was their justification for treating them like that. Because the Book of Mormon is full of atrocities being committed by both people.
1: How convenient for a a justification. Very
0: convenient. Right. Ultra convenient. Yes. And so with regards to like people of color, like race and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, they were definitely a pro-slavery territory. Right. Um, Brigham Young. Utah.
1: Utah. Great, yeah. Wasn't it one of the northern states? No, no. So Utah was like it was. The was south. A,
0: it was a territory. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily sided with the South because this was before the Civil War. Oh, that's right. But they definitely had slavery um, in their territory. You know, there were documents of slaves being lynched. Of course, one of them surprise was the infraction was he was courting a white woman.
1: Yo, when you hear about that so, so many, like, you hear about that so often during that time, right? Yeah. Like, that's, it's so, that's so infuriating. Can you imagine today, like,
0: you're married to a white woman. Can you imagine being, just for, like, talking to Felicia or, your wife? No, you're
1: fine. You're fucking, it's, it's infuriating, dude. Like, just because someone happens to, you know, find this other person attractive and, you know, want to know more about them. Like, that's worthy of death like Jackson.
0: yeah and that's just like <sighs> so, there were there was a lot of violence you know towards black people of course. um there was a woman named Jane Manning James who she was she joined the mormon church in like way way back during Joseph Smith's time right. and she was kind of she worked in his household you know she was kind of part of his family she wasn't a slave she was more of a servant um but when she came over She wanted to kind of be joined to his family, you know, Mormons believe that families are forever or whatever, and that these um, family ties exist after this life, right? So she wanted to continue that. Hmm. They would not let her. Really? Yes. So they joined her to his family as an eternal slave. Wow. Yeah.
1: An eternal slave.
0: They would not let her... Be part of like in the temple. They would not let her do that part either.
1: Really? She had to
0: watch as a white woman was blessed, like you know, they said a prayer or whatever to be part of Joseph Smith's family as an eternal slave.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Um, <laughs> I mean, to say the absolute least, but um, you know, for the time, I can, I can understand how. If the thought at the time was, "Hey, this is our belief structure," the the doctrine says that this is what must be, then I can understand how at the time that may have been more accepted practice. But like looking at it, like for nowadays, like it's it's fucked up. Like just to say, like it's to be an eternal slave. Like, can you even imagine just the thought of like? You were, and I'm sure this even this this happens in countries around the world right now. People who are like enslaved, like North Korea, yeah. So, country of slaves, basically. I mean, the ones who were imprisoned for sure. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and so just just that thought within itself, and then again the the thought that okay, not only am I a slave, but I'm also not worthy of X, Y, and Z, and not only that, but this eternal. Person, Eternally, but not only that. But this white person who wants to have some sort of a relationship with me is unable to because God or the the belief at the time said so. Yes,
0: she, to be clear, she wanted to be married to him as his wife. He had a lot of wives, you know. Right. Um, she wanted to be kind of his wife in the afterlife, and that's what they gave her: eternal slave. And it's just. It's crazy. Ridiculous! It's well, yeah. it's fucked up. Infuriating. Yes. So that was kind of the uh, political environment, you know, in Utah. It didn't really change either for a hundred years, hundred, two hundred, not two hundred, but like one hundred fifty years. Just kind of, we could rehash it, but it would all sound the same. So right, we're so not, we're not, go- we're going to skip forward a little bit. So now we're in like nineteen fifties or 1940s. I Think nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. Okay. So that's where we're fast forwarding to twentieth century Mormonism. And kind of what built modern Utah. Okay. So there's a man named Ezra Tap Benson.